Hey, Pride fam, get ready for a brand new episode of Pride the Podcast, featuring extra special guest, singer and activist, Gerardo Vallejo. So grab yourself a treat and let's finish this Women's Month with a bang and hang with pride. Welcome to a new episode of Pride the Podcast. Brought to you by our friends at Rehab Entertainment. I'm Adam Andrew Rios. (laughs) I'm Darrell Anthony. I'm Ashley Mitchell. I'm Ione K. She forgot her name for a second. I did. She was looking right dead in my eyes. (laughs) I was like, what do I do next? (laughs) I love it. I love it. I am so glad that we're back for a new episode. And I'm glad that we're going to be joined by our extra special guest today, Gerardo Vallejo. I am so excited. It's going to be a treat and the making. Our like, first, like, in and our first in studio, studio guest. And so excited. we've known him for so long, and he's my yeah. birthday twin, and life is just going to be great once he gets on the podcast. So, cool. I can't wait. What have you guys been up to? Triflings? Um, well, I went to, this was a gift from my mom for helping take care of her when, um, with her foot surgery. Mm-hmm. I went and saw Miss Jill Scott. My name is J I L L S C O T T. C minus. Yeah, we'll work on it. But I will say, All right, Darrell, you do it. No, because I don't like Jill Scott. J- no, I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I literally wanted to see Ashley's reaction. Here's the thing. Ashley, my face dropped. almost climbed over this table. Squeeze me. Listen. I'm currently wearing a Jill Scott sweater. It's very right I'm, I'm hating. I'm hating on you, hater. Okay. <laughs> ah, um, okay. 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 You know. No. So listen, Jill. Talk about because you're Jill. Talk about <laughs> something that you and Jill Scott share. Actually. Oh well, you know, I might have been her stand-in for um, what was it? First oh, First Wives, Wives Club. <laughs> God damn, the you're so booked and blessed. You're so, you, you, got, just, you don't remember? She, she, right. she was doing like several like bookings at that time. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I was doing so many bookings. But um, yeah, no, I was Jill Scott's stand-in for the First Wives Club, and I got to go to like the salon where she gets her nails done, and like got the same manicure. They were supposed to do my pedicure, but somebody in production messed up, so I didn't get my pedicure. But whatever. Mm. Yeah, boo. Um, and then yeah, I got to like meet her. She was super, super nice, super cool, and uh, I should have asked for a picture but i didn't want to be that girl mm-hmm. so i just you know i just tried to live in the moment i was like hey you know <laughs> i like your glasses ashley <laughs> ashley do you mind if i give you some advice yes next time be that I girl mean, okay yes what you right. mean give her some advice i need you to be that girl because you don't do it <laughs> i need I practice I what, you, what pre- you mean i'm gonna get on you later uh <laughs> you in trouble i i, I all stays in the principal office principal being ah. girl. She do, but she just be like, "Yeah, I did it." I mean, I'm sorry. Always on my neck. Always. And your oh. seats were incredible. Uh, yeah, incredible. Like, you you had a VIP the, pass. Yeah, you were at the apex of like the sound. Literally, like, I think that everything like, converged on your head. Literally, except mm-hmm. for the exception of LA Pride. Like LA Pride, we were literally like, no one's in front of us. Like, oh yeah, yeah. We yeah, were yeah. pressed, so we were in front. But outside of that, that was the closest I've ever been to like someone in concert. Like I was like. Well, no, that's a lie. I did see Nelly in third row. 
that was great. I saw Beyonce. Nelly is fine. I saw Beyonce. I was second row for her on the run run tour in San Francisco. My first thing I did when I first started at ten. I literally mm-hmm. got those tickets, and it was because someone, Byron, shout out Byron Long and Danielle Rockus, they got me these tickets, and it was like a re- on the resale market. I didn't realize that's what my job did, and they were like, oh, yeah, like we can teach you how to like get resold tickets that are like front, second row. And I was like, what? So I ended up getting second row, and they were up and the top like they, they were somewhere else but like i lived my whole like i was very close to beyonce like it was it was crazy that's wild was, you were dre i, I was <sighs> <laughs> has anyone seen swarm can we talk about it again no we can't talk about it oh i am oh, okay well but, never mind but well um so well, I, listen, we can say stuff without giving it away no no we cannot <laughs> We, no. we, can't, we can't say anything. You know what? Let's no. just say we can this. Say the, happy, the, the bir- act, yeah. happy birthday to Danielle Fishback, who plays yes. an incredible mm, role. Amazing. The I'm acting really... that she did was unstoppable. Like, she she was incredible. A powerhouse. And also, you guys may notice, Brayden is not here today. Happy birthday to his mother, Trisha Kelly. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Trisha. Thank you for bringing that thing, Brayden, to the world. Wow. Thing. Yeah. Because we do, we do love him. We her do babe, love him. Her baby boy. Her baby boy. Brayden is wild, man. Brain. Brayden is wild. Brain. They are just alike. Like, being around yeah. them during, like, holiday time, Brayden and I usually spend, like, holiday together, him and his mom are so alike, it is kind of crazy. And, like, Brayden's like, ooh, she got my nerves. Like, because y'all just alike. <laughs> yeah. Mm. No, literally, I remember um, Charles uh, was looking at a picture of Brayden in a wig, and he was like, <laughs> he looks like if he was a girl, his name would be Trisha. And I was like, that's his mom's name. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's crazy. There it it is. was perfect. It's crazy. Uh, but Swarm is delicious. Io, you have to catch up on it. It's, it's not that I don't want, I just haven't had time. Like, yeah. I, the woman who wrote it. You know him or you went to school with him? We knew it. We knew it. Always. Every time. I was like, yeah, yeah. We're like best friends. I'm like, I didn't what? say anything about being best friends. They. <laughs> The white people in the school used to think we was the same person. And when I would go back there, congratulate me for all her stuff. And I was like, um, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm I'm not Janine. <laughs> but oh, Io, you just know everybody. I don't know anybody. You are. You- Ooh, <laughs> Ashley, we all we both got very upset. Like, I balled up my fist to sling. Like I got tired. I've never met anyone. Oh my god. Anyways, it's, it's a great show. Yeah, it is. I thank you all. If you haven't seen it, please go to Amazon Prime. Check it out. It is a masterclass in acting. If you've ever wanted to see someone fully embody a different character multiple times, mm-hmm. because and, and and black and and let's black, get, and, black, and let's black give it up black on black 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 and, and let's give it up for all the black women in horror that has been emerging. Yes, it Word. is. It is something beautiful to see. Kiki Palmer and No Betty Gabriel and mm-hmm. I like like it, you're, you're seeing women across the board that are just. Fantastic. Yes, I want to shout out queens. to one of my old G black screen queens. Rachel, Rachel True. True. Ah, Rachel I knew True. it. You love Rachel True. Rachel True. Come on, craft. I'll oh. call the corners. Uh, no, Ra- Rachel is amazing. And I'll follow you haters out there that I had to find. So Ashley heard me in my room the other night. Listen, I y'all. I was defending Jada Pinkett like my life depended I, on I it. I literally walked past to go to the bathroom and I hear Darrell in his room talking to some boy defending Jada Pinkett Smith's honor. No, no, I had, I had, <laughs> and no. like she arguing pays his bills. Down, no, no, literally. No, I had, I was I like, had, what is Darrell 
do it. I had two boys in my room and a girl, and I was standing what up. What you doing? Well, <laughs> he said, don't worry about <laughs> that. Don't worry about that. We talk about Jada. Um, <laughs> we finally. don't talk about Jada. No, no, no. We don't. No, no, I said, y'all no. going to quit talking about her because people went on Twitter and was like, we glad that she like died and screamed too because she did that to Will. And I'm wearing a scream too sweater, and I don't want to hear no more talk about Jada. And I was up in my room just but I should say, yeah, I heard you preaching. I, was I like, did. Oh, yeah. I said, they going to quit talking about my homegirl. Now I'm sick of this bullshit. <laughs> Right. Who is also Jada Pinkett is also a cousin of Lauren B. Martin, who is a friend of the podcast. So we definitely can't talk about Jada. Jada's part of the family. So. I'll claim that. that until she tells me otherwise. Very <laughs> yeah. that. Very yeah. that. Yeah. She got married. Well, I went and saw, um, courtesy of uh, my good Judy's, Darlene Ashley. Yeah. Um, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child yes. recently. And was just blown away. You by gay gasped. Literally, literally <laughs> was the only one in the audience that, <gasps> <laughs> like, how in the world did they do this? Like, it's so magical. I it's thought so of one good. thing today that I was like, I forgot that happened. How the fuck did they do that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. It but is very. It is. I've seen it twice. I saw it the first time with Darrell and the second time with Io. Yep, I saw it the first time with coworkers at a like hellish daycare. And okay. the second time I saw it actually. Yeah. Because yeah. they had colluded it into one. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we needed to see mm-hmm. and check and see what they changed. Right. That's what right. I'm about to go back and do. I have to go see it a second time. Yeah. Show. You do. It was but so- fuck the writer. But also, fuck that bitch. Trans rights. Trans rights. Yeah, fuck that. Trans hoe. lives matter. Yeah. Fuck JK. It's all right. We already hijacked too. it. Like, <laughs> it doesn't belong to her anymore. It but really I, doesn't. I know. It At doesn't. this point. I feel like it's a. It's, it's a slippery slope and a double-edged sword yeah it's like this is a thing that i've loved since i was like mm-hmm. young and and then you find out well it's the like sour milk thing i have this theory that like certain people live too long this is so terrible no oh, i always said I this about johnny depp and she said he's like, expired milk they're like sour milk <laughs> and it's like wow this was great in the beginning oh my god and so then, you think that johnny depp should be thrown down the sink like pour, he, he should be poured <laughs> down the sink you think you think Johnny Depp or is in the clumping. compost you compost bin compost. Yeah, yeah yeah probably because yeah, it's probably a little it's, clumpy it is definitely clumpy. clumpy have you seen him like you know it's crunchy it is women's month so nobody disagrees with me no 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 no, no, no. no. Johnny so Depp definitely feel expired like JK also has just been around too long <laughs> yes yeah. time, for her then, time for her <laughs> she was left out in the sun shuffle yeah. off this mortal coil you know what so but I I'm think I'm not gonna do it you know I what I think you just solved the mystery JK Rowling hates trans women because they look better than her because she's wrinkling and she's turning into like a raisin Ooh. and I think that she's <laughs> she seen, was left out in the sun yeah she's le- she's been left out too long and I think a that dream she, deferred right a dream <laughs> No, I think that JK literally looked at a trans woman and was like, oh, fuck you for that. I think she said, fuck you for that. Fuck you for that. How you going to look better than me? I, like, how bitch. you going to look better than me? She it's ain't not shit. hard. It, it, it ain't hard because when you when you racist and when white, you're problematic, you, you age like an uh, old leather shoe. So. Yeah. You be, y'all, need like to to, y'all need to talk to Milk? Sandra Bullock. Because yeah. Sandra Bullock don't do nothing to nobody. She mind her own. And, that's why and she I'm going to say great. black business because she loves black people. Sandra Bullock, you one of us, girl. She minds her black business. So y'all need to do that. Um, but listen, go get your drinks. Go Let's get take your a brunt. And get ready for this ultimate kiki, y'all. It is going to blow you away. It's going to be great. So we'll be excited. right back with Yay. Gerardo.
All right, welcome back. I'm so excited. I got my good Judy here. We've got actor, singer, abolitionist, and activist Gerardo Vallejo. I'm so excited. Hi, friends. It's an honor to be here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I love you so much. Oh my God. It's been You're too so long precious. since we've seen each other. Way too long. You Great are here time. in studio. In studio, so in person. Like, I can touch in you. In the flesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please touch me. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere you want. I love it. Perfect. I love it. Please. Well, you know I love it. Listen, Gerardo, we are, we have so much, like, we are, you're my birthday twin. And mm-hmm. Cancerians of the world unite. That, we, oh, it, that and, makes total sense. We, I, I. Here these Leos Gerardo. go. That, that is old hating <laughs> ass, lying ass Leos go. I didn't hate it. I just said it makes sense. Yeah, what's that, what the fuck that mean? I don't know. He seems like a cancer. See, I don't know. What's I just I know. know my sign. I don't know what it means. That, you know, they say that about Leos. They said Leos don't really care about no. I know what my no. sign means. Okay, I, know, I, I understand I, I'm, that. I'm they proud. say that Leos don't care about nobody else but their own sign. I can't I don't know he's a beautiful cancer. Shut up, hey. I am. You're not a proud boy, are you? Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Adam bad. is Republican. Adam not is very. <laughs> we have to change wow. the narrative. We have to change the Kidding. narrative. Adam, would you like to would you Nobody like to said speak? Adam hate mail, please. Where were y'all on January 6th? Oh, okay. <laughs> I probably was fucked. I, I don't know. Well, you know what? I, I did, was working. I did Sleeping. know a guy who actually was there. Uh, y'all remember uh, Jake? Um, what was his name? From State, State Farm. Farm. No. <laughs> no. Oh, no. His name was Jake Lang. He came around and they, yeah, he was definitely like leading the Proud Boys. He's like this like weird like preacher type person now and he's just really fucking weird but i did help turn him in though because they were like do you know this guy i sent him i sent his instagram in i'm that girl knew him knew him jake has been in his house jake has been in my bed thank god you had to tell on him i had to tell on him Hmm. you guys know about bumble right yes (laughs) not no not that it's a thing but what happened with january 6th no what happened Mm. women started um putting on their like putting on their profile like that they were conservatives, and then when they would start messaging guys, they'd be like, send me pictures if you were at January 6th, and then they would turn it into the FBI. Oh, my God. Wow. That's genius. That is genius. Mm -hmm. Putting themselves in the line of fire, quite literally. Women doing the work as usual. Hello. As usual. (laughs) It is Women's Month. It is Women's Month. And so, listen, let's get back to the man of the hour. Gerardo, tell us how you came to know, first of all, big-headed Ashley, and then the rest of us. (laughs) Not I do have a big head. head. No, you do have a large head, just a big old head and two pigtails. She's got a perfectly I feel you. I have a big normal size. Thank head. you, friend. Okay. <laughs> Ashley and I met through mutual friends because we, we both uh, have connections from San Antonio. Mm-hmm. I grew up in San Antonio, Texas, a charming, lovely, wonderful town to grow. One up One of the in. better parts of Texas. Yo, yeah, yeah, probably the best part of Texas. I would say so. Yeah, yeah, 100. yeah. That in Austin. <laughs> that, that in Austin, I like. Yeah. I'm an Austin hater, so I can't. Uh, I can't support. Said, I can't yeah. agree with I can't that. Bro, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. But yeah, we we know each other through mutual friends from San Antonio. And, yeah. And Gerardo and I used to sing at Carnegie Hall together. Hello. I mean, you know, yeah. we y'all little professional or whatever. Are y'all, are y'all going to do that again? Do I, I ask you every year, are you going to do Carnegie again? And you're like, <laughs> what happened? And I think that's the only Listen, harmony we're going to get I from them. Like, I think that was it. No, Listen. time out. Spill the tea. What happened? No, 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 no. The rehearsals were demanding. Demanding. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was. A lot. A lot. <laughs> but, 
<laughs> Thank you. We're on the same page. But I do miss like when we would perform yeah. and um, our director and like all of that, like all the magic of that, like mm-hmm. I do miss. Mm-hmm. And like uh, performing with like like Norm Lewis and just like so many great people like that I do miss. And so sometimes I'm like, oh, should I go back? And mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh, it's a lot. It's a big time commitment. And yeah. Yeah. Do you not? Do you feel like it's one of those cases where it's a big time uh, time commitment with not enough payoff? Because sometimes people feel that as artists, they're like, yeah. "I'm putting a lot into this and not getting a payoff that I feel is adequate." I think after over time, yes. Yeah. I, I think at the first mm-hmm. a couple times it's just like, oh my god, like I'm performing at Carnegie Hall, yeah. like you after, can't tell me nothing, mm-hmm. honestly. Period. <laughs> Period. But after six times, you're like, okay, well, <laughs> yeah, you're okay, <laughs> We've well, done it. We've you done know, it. And, I, yeah, check. Uh-huh. Nothing's really changing or evolving after yeah. a certain point. Yeah, it's so, like I've been there, done it, kind of thing. Yeah, you know, you want to upgrade or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. actually, met we went. Doing you know all those fun things, and mm-hmm. she also was a part of a cabaret that I put on <gasps> yes. a few years ago over at um, Fifty Four Below. Yeah, that was a great time. That's a, a core memory of mine. Yeah, we had an awesome, awesome time. We did. It was so much fun. Yeah. What I, did you sing it at? Was that the one where you sang the scandal song, or is that? Oh one? no, that was with Charles. Okay. Okay. Sweet yeah. Charles, that's another mutual friend of ours. Yes, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. We you know we're part of the San Antonio Theater Group crew, even mm-hmm. though you and I have never done a show together. True. We haven't yet. Yeah, I mean, well, Carnegie, but like yeah. that's not yeah, yeah. A, you but know, a full like, blown production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, yeah. we haven't. Uh, coming soon. Yes. Com- coming soon. We're working on it as. No, we I believe in the power of manifestation. Right. Me too. Down. <laughs> so. I'm and it'll happen. It. I think that um, I went to Penny Joe's, which is right here by the house, um, last night, and there was a comedy show, and they're actually our neighbor Ryan uh, Dempsey. Shout out to them. They're putting this on, and they also are going to be doing a variety hour, and they're like. Maybe your friends can come. We know some of them sing and stuff. So, like, Ooh. it could be a whole thing. He's like, would you help us produce it? And I was like, that would be cool. Like, in the neighborhood, like, people were, like, outside um, walking by the bar. And they all just started filing in because they were like, yo, this seems interesting. Mm-hmm. We don't have nothing like this in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one sang last night. But it was a big comedy thing. And there, there were some really, like, really cool comics that were there. Uh, so, what I suggest is don't help produce it. Okay. Just because... We produce everything. We do. We do. I'm happy. I to. would love for once to us just be. Hey, you want to come perform? Great. I, I, you know what I mean. And I and by and by produce, I told them I will give them advice. No, uh, <laughs> I'm saying don't even give your fr- advice ain't free. It show. Speaking ain't. of which, um, especially when we got our degree in it. Uh, our producer Corey, uh, right? Um, we Jordan was there last night. Your uh, your friend Jordan, he was there. He didn't perform, but he was there last night. I was like, hey, Darrell. I was like, Jordan Brewster. Um, yeah, Jordana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was cool. Um, Gerardo. Have I met this person? Yes, you have. So bad. You are literally terrible. With at names, names, like, people. I can't <laughs> names to faces for mm-hmm. some reason. Mm-mm. It's a because you train. only retain those that you care about. Oh, now moving, <laughs> moving on. on. Not the silence. <laughs> <laughs> you you went to say you went to say something and and cat got your tongue. I gagged. I literally saw physically in person Io being gagged. Like she said. I, um, and couldn't say nothing. Okay, uh, so yeah. you and Ashley <laughs> performed at Carnegie Hall together. Yeah. Okay, so let's go back a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Like, is there an instance or anything that sparked joy in wanting to become a performer? Mm-hmm. Like, what was the inspiration? Well, you know, I so believe that all performers, any kind, you know, or any artist, truly, they, they, mm-hmm. they have this 
this deep yearning feeling that we all have inside of us to have to do the art that we have to do, whether that means, you know, dancing or whether that means singing or acting or writing, whatever that art form is, we have that inner thing telling us you have to do this. Um, and I had that from a very, very, very young age. Okay. Um, and it, yeah, it, it always called me. I was the, very theatrical as a as a small boy, mm-hmm. and I my took my mom for a true ride as a child, just being overly dramatic over you know the tiny teeniest tiniest of things. And I think it was a a teacher who noticed, okay, there's something here, and gave the the idea to my mom. Hey, maybe he should. Go take a class because he, you know, Aww. he he's you know knows when to turn it on. Was it an English teacher? It was. Oh, aren't they always? They, you know? Mine they're was. All, they're always the ones that point it out, mm-hmm. and they always seem to. She also knew be before the me. One, they also mm-hmm. are the ones who are usually in charge of one I play, yeah. which is yeah, yeah, my uh, theater always. director. They, they're like, we can teach you how to speak and do it on stage. Mm-hmm. Shout out Luann P. Slaughter. Shout out hey. Charlotte Pate. What's yours? All of them, you know. Yeah. Every single, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Every I had a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was my first, though. Yeah, Miss. Yeah. You Christ never forget your first. Yeah, in fifth grade, really Sometimes was the one who pushed it. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, they, it was also an escape, a form of escapism, and a form of being able to go to this other place and this other world and this other life, which I so desperately needed mm-hmm. um, through my adolescence and through the hardships of growing up um, in America and in you know in a place that was unsafe for me. Um, and it was a great outlet. And I found so much joy and so much community through mm, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. through through those groups and through those amazing, wonderful people. Mm. I I kind of miss theater. Kind of. I mean, I miss it. I think I think <laughs> I think we all do. I'm you know, we've seen a lot of shows recently where we all came out being like, damn, I missed that like the the brotherhood sisterhood of it all like the togetherness like you yeah. you know sometimes mm-hmm. you would spend more time with people you were doing shows with than your family because mm-hmm. you yeah. would just be rehearsing you'd come home your mom done left something for you in the microwave or the stove you mm-hmm. heat it up and you go to bed and like i mean that was your life oh yeah mm-hmm. the camaraderie is so is good. unmatched it really you is. know and it, it teaches you to honestly it takes away so many fears that is the first time true. i got naked in a dressing room with just boys girls everybody because you know you have to ch- like you don't yeah. have time you to, to be scared. you don't have time to be shy yeah. no, no you don't have time to be hiding in the corner it's like mm-hmm. get naked and get your ass <laughs> on stage and if you got a costume change i'm so sorry somebody might grab you you know what why they're trying to change yeah. you hurry up yeah <laughs> you've been groped before Darrell. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, i'm sure it was consent I, i'm not bad it wasn't bad, you know. It wasn't like they did something wrong to me. You weren't assaulted. I wasn't assaulted, <laughs> correct. Like, I wasn't assaulted. Like, just put it like that. This one boy. Well, whatever. You know what? Moving on. Uh, you I, blacked I, out for a second. I did. Yes, I did. I, you, you, you saw the memory in my face, and I kind of, like, stared mm-hmm. up. Adam looked at me and said, what the hell are you about to say? <laughs> I love it. Okay, so what do you say is the biggest obstacle that you've gone through being an artist? Mm, being an artist okay well mm-hmm. i mean to answer that question i have to you know say a little bit about myself okay and my, take it back my, to birth yeah my upbringing and kind <laughs> of my my little bit of my little story that i have um so i grew up uh in the united states my my family moved here when i was about four years old um my mom my dad we moved here along with my sister she was a baby at the time uh, we moved to San Antonio, Texas. Awesome upbringing, awesome childhood. Ashley knows a great place to grow up, a great place to meet people. Awesome food, 
Great culture. Great food. Yeah. Really great yeah. food. San Antonio's food. Probably too great. Too great. San Antonio's yeah. Mexican food is unmatched. Down. Pablo, what's his balls that's real hot right now? Escobar? No. Wait. <laughs> no, 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 not I, not I drug ass. Huh? Pascal. No, Pascal. Thank you. Pedro, Pedro, not Pablo. Right, if you say the right name. Ooh, Adam, you're just assigning names to everybody. <laughs> Jorge. Jorge, Juan. Um... <laughs> Wow, he even wrong said, podcast. Sorry, Gerardo. We, we ain't shit today, so he, welcome. Uh, he said San Antonio. He So he gave them the green light. Well, you know, he he spent some time in his childhood there. Mm-hmm. He went to my elementary school. What? Yeah, shout out to Colonies North Elementary School, baby. Come on. Yeah, Such a small year. world. Like, truly, yeah. yeah Texans so. always seem to find each other. Always. Never fails. Even at work. Always. Always. That's why I assumed y'all knew each other before, but like from before, before the before times. No, it's crazy. Like how I didn't know any of y'all, mm-hmm. but we're all from Texas. But I didn't meet y'all we until are not New York. All from yeah, Texas. True. Yes, except two, for Io. Two people from, in this room who are not from. Texas. But Corey lived in Texas for some time. <laughs> he did. And yeah. You did? Yes, Texas. he did. <laughs> yes. So you know what? Run your run the facts in the green room. Listen, <laughs> listen. Me and Ashley were on the couch, uh, being overtaken by an edible, and we were both like, "Yo," we were like, "Isn't it?" Crazy? crazy that like we were probably at the heat at the same time remember we were having that conversation oh like, the heat. Not, no not the heat me and Ashley like broke right the you start you started adjusting yeah. you said not the heat no Ooh. we started I just bre- started sweating we yeah. started talking about specific times and then I think that Adam and Ashley talked about when her when y'all were all at uh Friday Night Lights together at the same time and oh, y'all yeah. were like y'all like wait that's the night I was there y'all recounted some of the same memories so like our paths have crossed so many mm. times and we did without not even know. knowing like ships yeah. in the night always yeah, <laughs> like we probably bumped into each other in the heat and was like, "Oh, excuse me," and now we live together. That's Cor- so crazy. Corey, should we leave? <laughs> no, Corey lived in Texas for some time, but you can leave. Yeah, it's getting <laughs> don't leave. Don't it's leave. getting I intimate in here. It's getting the really Texas intimate. heat is taking over. The Texas always. heat. We'll but you got that Atlanta it. heat too, Io. You come with the Atlanta always. heat. It's a different kind of heat. It's a different kind of heat. It's scratchy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but not bad scratchy. What does that mean? You know, Portia not Williams. She okay, 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 wait, wait, wait. Let's get back on track. <laughs> so, right, right. This is what happens. On Obstacles. We're so excited you're here. So you moved to San Antonio. Yeah. You and the fam. Yeah, and the fam growing up. So, um, yeah, uh, as I got a little bit older, I really kind of understood the complexities of what it meant to be an immigrant in the United States. And... Even further so, not just an immigrant, but growing up as being an undocumented person. Mm. Um, That is something that I didn't know. You know, I didn't know what I was. I thought I was an American. I would go to school. I said the Pledge of Allegiance. Mm -hmm. I lived a great, awesome, healthy American, good old-fashioned Texas life. And I just, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, as a child, you don't know these things. And why should you? You know, children are innocent. Nobody, you know... It was nobody's fault that this this kind of thing happened. Um, and so, yeah, I, I found out this complexity of our story and it definitely threw a wrench in some of my, you know, big dreams and big plans because I found out very quickly what it what that means to be. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, being an undocumented person in the U.S. is something that uh, is quite literally full of challenges. It's full of walls. What age were you when you found out? I must have been. Around 11 is kind of when I the thing started to click. I always knew that it was an issue. I knew that there was an issue. And I knew my parents were trying to resolve it. I knew right. that my parents had mar- marital problems over it. But I didn't understand what the issue was. It's like, well, we're here mm. and we're doing the best that we can and we're working wow. hard. You know, you know, you see these things mm-hmm. and you know these problems, but you really don't understand them until you get older. Did it impact right. you? Um, if you don't mind me asking, did it impact you in school 
when like you would be able to have to go on trips or have to mm-hmm. get permission to trip. Oh, like, like did you not sure. understand for a while like yeah. why can't why can I go I on this, this field trip when oh, everybody 100%. else is? Yeah. I mean there was there was a I will never forget this. There was a big trip actually to New York City when I was maybe a sophomore in high school. And it's crazy to be sitting here now in New York City <laughs> doing this and talking <laughs> about I know the that's trip. right. Um but there was a trip and I remember so desperately wanting to go. It was gonna be the theater troop and all the friends and everybody going and I so desperately wanted to go and I even signed up for the trip and then I brought you know everything home and my mom was just kind of like mm-hmm, it's not gonna happen you know mm-hmm. this 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 can't this can't happen uh, on top of that you know I couldn't get a driver's license which America as a culture is car centric mm-hmm. you know yeah. Yeah. it is car dependent it is nothing but cars there is no infrastructure for public transportation which is truly an attack on the poor and an attack 100%. on the marginalized. Um, and so that in of itself was such a, oh my gosh, I just, I am so thankful for every single person who ever opened their car door and took me home after one of these rehearsals, you know, mm-hmm. after school or whatever. You know, my mom did the best that she could, but she was working two jobs, you know, from the morning to way past, you know, midnight, just working and doing the best that she could. Um, yeah, it was a it was a tough, tough, tough childhood, and it's not something that any child should endure mm-hmm. because it's it's a it's a child. It was a childhood that ripped out my sense of um, oh, my sense of dreams mm-hmm. because there was so many things that I knew that I could not achieve, and so I I knew. I had to be either the smartest person in this entire school in order to get some kind of one in a million scholarship from the school who would fund, you know, the legal papers that it would take to be able to go into to college or university or any type of program. I knew that I had to be the best of the best. Mm -hmm. And there was a moment of realization where I just kind of felt I can't be the best of the best. This is so, so hard. Um, I can't do it, you know, and so I, I felt kind of defeated in that moment. Um, but luckily, you know, I was able to to find joy and solace through the theater and through art and through right. singing. Mm-hmm. And I was able to channel all of that kind of frustration and all that kind of unknowing into creating a new world, you know. You talked about how old you were when you found out. How old were you when you realized that you could sing and that you wanted to sing? And I know mm-hmm. those might be two different mm-hmm. answers. I mean, I have to tell you, I was like five, I think, when... I first put on a musical for my family. It was Aww. it was called Hats, <laughs> and, it was, <laughs> and it was about well, you know Hats. Hats. <laughs> right. But I was thinking about. I was telling my husband. I was like, you know what? That was actually quite profound for a five year old to say that the type of hat that you wear defines what you do. Because if you wear a hard hat, you are now like intrinsically a construction worker, yeah. and we know the role in society that you play. If you wear a chef's hat, we know that you're a cook. You're cooking. You know all of these things, <laughs> and it's like, wow, how profound! Oh, please, it was just. <laughs> singing about you know no it is very hats. profound that is that that it's is deep. Cool. It's deep. Uh-huh. the different hats that we all wear through our lives right yeah. do you know what that reminds me of have you seen the mask uh yeah yeah the mask when he's talking about the masks mm. we all wear and mm-hmm. no it's true it's but sophisticated true. for a five-year-old <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah hats i maybe musical. knew so that's when i found out that i could sing well, not re- I mean, yeah, I guess so. And then knew that I wanted to. I must have been in middle school. Um, my choir teacher, Miss Anderson, in sixth grade, definitely like 
opened up that possibility for me. And yeah, and I still love it to this day. And it's still, you know, a gateway to a new world and new dreams and new possibilities. Yeah. Cool. So amazing. It is. Honestly, I was just sitting here thinking like, it. Uh, you know, we've known you for a very long time, Gerardo. And, you know, we, we really want to talk about your piece, Undocumented and Unafraid, because you know, you talk in there about like your friends not knowing mm-hmm. for so long and mm-hmm. your family. So it's like almost like, you know, I, 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 I can that to being queer when you were not telling people and you have mm-hmm. to keep it to yourself. Yeah, so yeah. I can imagine that you had both of those things and you know, like, Oh, I'm keeping this secret and this secret. And I can imagine maybe what turmoil, can you talk to us a little bit about what was kind of going on in your mind, in your head? Gerald, it's so funny that you mentioned this idea of being queer, also being in connection with this kind of undocumented Mm -hmm. Uh, part of my life because I felt in writing this piece it has been a coming out story Mm -hmm. of sorts you know because I'm coming out um, as this person who's lived this life it's something that I just I didn't want to be judged Mm -hmm. I also didn't know who to tell because you hear horror stories you know Uh, immigrants in America just know the reality of the amount of hatefulness and vengefulness there is that is inflicted upon us through the media, through Republicans, through people who are un- ununderstanding of the situation of what it means to be an immigrant. And so I was scared just to say it even to my closest friends, because what if they, uh, uh, you know, happen to mention it to their mom and their mom is a far right January 6th. She was there climbing was the there, wall. Yeah. Right, you know? right, right. Climbing the fucking wall. And then she fucking calls the FBI and then it's a wrap for me. Like, mm-hmm. are you kidding with me? Like, I, it, so it was a scary thing to to tell even of my closest friends i was dating this guy for almost two years he didn't know he didn't know wow because like no th- like i was i did i had no idea yeah, so I when i read idea. your piece mm-hmm. i was like wait what yeah yeah i i did it because i needed to be free of the shame i needed to be free yeah. of this feeling of wow I needed to come out. It, it, was, it looks like you. It looks like you have a complete weight off your shoulders. Oh, yeah. like, but you've never liberated. had a weight because you've always been such a fun person to be around. We've always like Kiki and laughed light. so much, and and you know, seeing you now and you talking about, it, I'm like, wow, I do see and feel a difference with you. One hundred, I, I can feel that. First I, off, I want to say just congratulations. Thank you, because that is a very like. Thank you freeing mm-hmm. moment yeah. for you and it's was brave and bold and thank you. yeah like kudos snaps for her thank you thank you i have to say it, it it was all uh through the support of my husband all the support of you know my mom and my sister mm-hmm. um who have just guided me through you know my entire life and this entire process and and i would only have felt comfortable it's so interesting i would not have done this if i wasn't on the other side of it sure i'm now on the other side of it where i now have met with uh an immigration lawyer and we have gone through the process and we met with you know the department of whatever the fuck (laughs) (laughs) naturalization you know yeah, yeah yeah and so now I, you know, have all of the things that I need to do to live a life of normalcy. It's not a full life of, you know, being an American citizen. Sure. Um, but but we're you're getting un- there. And I don't know, to be honest, I don't know if I want to be an American citizen. Uh, I mean, because right. Okay, I say, you said <laughs> all that to say, um, <laughs> I might bitch, be good. I think I'm okay because what am I going to do? Not get health care? I'm okay. Girl. You won't get that <laughs> anyway. Yeah, shit. Girl. Can I just say... I totally mean this as a compliment. Say it. Your your life 
is like an Oscar movie and you need to get ratings. Oh my god. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a thank you. I appreciate it. It's, a, it's, like, it's like, a hero no. story. It's a yeah. story of heroes. Yeah, yeah, it's a hero story. You go deep into the parallels of queerness. Mm-hmm. And being undocumented, mm-hmm. I feel like Io can write it and Oscar produce it. You talking to the right let's, bitch? Let's chat. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm ready because yeah, it's a story that also needs to be told because mine is not one that is singular. I am also standing in a sea of millions of people throughout the United States who share this exact same story. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not the only one. Absolutely not. Yeah, and we, you know, we live in the shadows because of the policies that are in place in this true police state that is America. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So don't get me started because I'll go off. What has the process been like in trying to become a citizen? Is it like how grueling is it? Because I know it's like, and how long does it take? Okay. So here's a little tidbit. So when we were, when I was, so this is kind of when I kind of found out I was maybe 11 and I remember because my my mom and dad saved up a ton of money and they got scammed by somebody who told them that was they were a lawyer and said that mm. they would help us with this with our case and with getting our situation fixed. They That's the most evil thing. Truly I've the most evil thing heard. that you can do. That is so evil. And yeah. it was it was thousands upon thousands of dollars. That's so fucked. And just this man disappeared in the night. And with all of this money, with our story, with our hopes and our dreams, and dashed away. And I think that's kind of what I remember the big turning point in my brain mm-hmm. as an adolescent right. and seeing, oh, something is Something's not right. Off. right. And not my friends aren't dealing with this, you know, at school. Right. Mm-hmm. Like something mm-hmm. is something is not good. Um, so that painted a picture of a story that could happen as an adult and me trying to do it on my own. You know, there is an there is a program that was brought upon by the Obama administration and I do have to give him kudos but I will also hold people to the fire and make sure that we understand that sometimes we there are programs that come come along and they might be with good intentions but unfortunately good intentions don't deliver the best results Mm -hmm. and it's called the deferred action for childhood arrivals where I qualified for this type of program and I applied to be in it, but I was denied because I couldn't prove for a period from like getting out of high school until like a year afterwards what I was doing. I couldn't prove that I was like, you know, contributing to society. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like mowing lawns and being like a young person and hanging out with friends and just living a life of normalcy there was no no documentation for me to prove what kind of documentation yeah, like would exactly. you need to have literally like, and so they needed they needed like an internship they needed something and i didn't have any type of that kind of paper because i was a young kid i was 18 years old fresh out of high school enjoying the summer enjoying being young enjoying being that, a teen that sounds like just want to come in here that upsets me for a multitude of reasons it sounds like when you start a new job for the first time and they say you need experience and yeah. it's like well how am i supposed to get the experience yeah. if you see i ain't got nothing on my resume yeah. like how is that gonna yeah. help me? yeah how can i how can i even get past you know step one yeah you know? and so that that Unfortunately, that program did not work out in my favor. It has worked out for some. People are still fighting to this day for that program because it's constantly under the threat of being, you know, pulled. The The Trump administration tried to completely get rid of it. And now the Biden administration is trying to do away with it. And so I just. Do you I, think they're trying to do away with it to make it better? 
Or do you think they're just completely no. trying to do it? Yeah, away no. With? It's just to to okay, that problem was a problem and now we're just gonna sweep it under the rug and mm-hmm. they can go back to living the life of Jesus. shadows. Yeah. And and like I said, it's a it's a story that's not, you know it's not unique. It's right, it right, has right. to be done. Did you have any friends or any people that you knew growing up once you told your story and they saw the article come out? Did anybody give you did you have any blowback from it? Did you have any people that maybe said nasty things mm-hmm. to you. I can't imagine you had anybody that disliked you at all, yeah. but did you have anyone who, you know, mm-hmm. gave you that reaction? Mm-hmm. I was scared. I was so scared when I put this article out because like you said, and like I, you know, I've come to realize it wasn't coming out of sorts. And so when you come out as a queer person, you also mm-hmm. could be scared of, Oh, there might be some kind of blowback to mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Or when you come out as an undocumented person, Oh, there might be some kind of blowback to this. Exactly. Right. So I was scared. Nobody said anything to me, but I did notice that my, uh, friends on Facebook and my Instagram follower count went down, not by Word. a lot, but but you know there was some there was numbers that that happened. Do you know really? who they are? Because this is a call out podcast, uh, no. right? No, I and, no, and do we need I, to pull I, up. No, and I would be happy to pull up, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I'd be happy to. Yeah, good good riddance and choke on a frog because honestly, like it's frog. not <laughs> <laughs> because like I don't we don't need that energy. We don't need we that energy really don't. here. We don't need that energy on the planet. Like things are hard enough as it is. Living in America under the capitalist hellhole that we are mm. currently all suffering from is hard enough. Enough, yeah. So we just need to stand <laughs> together and yeah. Not isn't take it, any of this hatred. Isn't I mean, it so crazy that when you were younger, like you wanted people to like you? I, I used to be like, I need this person to like me and this, and I'm like, I do not, girl. Fuck you and fuck them kids. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't care if you don't like me. Like, cool. Mm-hmm. If you don't like something about my sexuality, mm-hmm. the color of my skin, I yeah. don't. I'm no longer gonna try to, and I haven't been doing it for a long time. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy when I was younger. It's like I just need to have a conversation with you and tell you I'm a good person. Like me, mm-hmm. no more. No yeah. more. Never again. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. And you, you, you learn that with age, right? And you yeah. learn that with experience, and you learn that with, with just life. Life yep. does that to you. Yep. One hundred percent. I'm at that age and, and that point in my life where it's like, mm. yeah, yeah. If you're with Adam it, you're with it, and surly. if you're not, you're out. <laughs> yeah. Baby. It's like mm. we don't have time for the nonsense. None. Yeah. No. Life no is too short. It's really to too drink short. Drink bad wine. And it's too short. <laughs> oh yeah. And it's too short to live in fear. It's too short to to be in a closet no matter what that closet metaphorical or literal may be it's too short and we have to be brave and we have to be strong and we have to fight for one another and i so i mean my biggest regret is not telling the people that i trusted more just because i could have had moments of support through some very 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 dark times sure yeah especially in the city there was a moment in time where uh i felt truly like I was stranded on this island because I couldn't afford a plane ticket. Well, one, I couldn't get a plane ticket. First and foremost, I couldn't get on a plane. Right. Second of all, I couldn't afford it if I, if I wanted to. Uh, the only way out of here was like by bus or train, and I couldn't afford that ticket too. I was quite literally stranded on this island. Oh my god! I, and I didn't notice. I didn't because I, we would see you and yeah, we saw we'll you, know. and you know, you would never know that like. You know, because we all we celebrate Thanksgiving together yeah. a lot. Like mm-hmm. we had no idea yeah. that like when we went home for Christmas, I'm like that. That wasn't something that you could do, yeah, and that do. breaks my heart. Yeah. Like that's so crazy. Yeah, the the amount of times that I took a trip down to San Antonio twice during the period of me being undocumented, and I had to do it by train and bus, and it was a three day ordeal, and it was quite literally traumatic both ways. You know, three days both ways. Yeah. Um, 
would not zero like negative two out of ten would not recommend <laughs> 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 like please do not do it people have this i mean i, I mean that's what my mom never talking about because they don't want to fly they're like we're gonna take a bus to new york i was like that's don't literally let hell. me let me call that's great but <laughs> right but now they have this new like express train out of dallas and i was like still i mean but it, unfortunately yeah. my grandma can't travel because of like a hard thing but i was just like I understand, like she can't fly, and I'm just like mm. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But y'all just might have to FaceTime because, like, I don't want y'all <laughs> going through that. Like, yeah, no. that is that seems grueling. It I, is I grueling. feel so guilty mm-hmm. that y'all travel so far. Y'all are definitely gonna show up sweating. So. And honestly, it's a physical task too. Yeah, it is. It 100 took it out of me. I was exhausted by the end of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, could not recommend. I took a bus home because I used to live in um, Tyler, Texas, and lived in my family was in Lubbock, so it's clear across the state. Mm. And one day, like one Thanksgiving, I was like, I'm not driving. I'm not doing it. So I, I took the Greyhound. And that mm-hmm. was a, an experience. So Ooh, I can't even and imagine. Texas, too. Ooh. It was like it was like four buses just across one state. What was the weather? <laughs> when? When you were going. Oh, I, it was fine, I okay. guess. Like, but it was, it was just. Hot, I was just thinking about if it was summer, that would suck. No, it was Thanksgiving. It was Thanksgiving, yeah. Yeah, so it was like moderately. Right. All right. So this since this is since you opened the door, there's a podcast of calling it out. I will be this is mm-hmm. a message oh, yes. to Secretary Pete Buttigieg and Secretary Pete Buttigieg only. Oh, okay. call you, it out. Yes. You are the Secretary of Transportation. Who the fuck do you think you are not putting in a high speed rail system throughout the United States of America? Speak do on you it. You know the amount of disenfranchised people who would live to take a train? At high speed efficiency? What the fuck is the matter in your small rat brain where you cannot make that as a priority? And that's all I have to say to him. Period! Period. That's it. That's it. Yo, yo, the diction. And and the precise. I love it. It was great. You're like, how dare you? First, not of all. the rap brain though. Yeah, no, he's a rat. Um, no, but a rap. And 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 you know what I like about that mm-hmm. is that bit. This being a queer podcast. We, it, you, you can call out people of your own world. Absolutely. Like, and, and you must. And you must hold them to the fire. Mm-hmm. I think people have this idea that, well, if you're gay, we, you know, we have a lot going on, so we can't say anything. Same thing like when people of color, mm-hmm. like we talked about it all the time with Bill Cosby and R. Kelly, they're like, well, white people, you know, they molest and do things all the time. It's like, okay. So what do you want me to say to that? Like, yeah, they do, but mm-hmm. so did they. So we can call them out too. Exactly. Like, like too, You can call out Harvey Weinstein and still call out R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. And some people go out of their way like, well, I'm not, don't stop listening to this music. Well, you need to re-examine who you are as an individual. Like, yeah. I mean, if you are, because it's not like you're trying to not stop it because you don't, you, you literally are saying, I don't care mm-hmm. that he did these things. Mm-hmm. I don't care that he hurt these women and mm-hmm. did this to these children. You don't care. So I'm like, well, I guess that's what we're going to do. So, <laughs> yeah, fuck these people, man. I'm tight. So with all this activist talk, like when did you feel like you claimed like the title of like an activist because i know like obviously you're a person Mm -hmm. of color you're queer Mm -hmm. you're undocumented Mm -hmm. so like you know there's always if you're any of those Mm -hmm. or any uh, anything else i feel like you're already an activist born an activist but when did when did you feel like like oh no like this is like my thing like i need to speak out and mm -hmm. speak up you are so right in that i had no choice to be an activist right ashley yeah you know that being a queer Mm-hmm. marginalized person of color all these things we already are inherently so now i must take that thing that i already am and channel it into a place that can be 
some something good can come out of it, mm-hmm. right? And so, yeah, I, I feel so so lucky to 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 call myself that because it is a call to action. It is a call to making sure that we keep our brothers and sisters informed mm-hmm. about you know the the way that politics impacts our day-to-day life and how you know even just a city council election can change things for the better or the worse and that quite literally impacts you i think so much of american culture is oh you know it 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 doesn't it doesn't matter it's all gonna be you know it's all gonna work itself out or whatever people just feel so nonchalant about it and that i think got us to where we currently are um, is people not caring? We have to care because if we don't care about one another, then who the fuck is going to care about us, right? Like yeah, 100%. RuPaul should start to. saying that instead of what she currently say. This is a Before we do let you go, <laughs> right? Listen, this is for Ru. Before we do let you go, I do want to ask your don't opinion. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, <laughs> let me see. No, we good. No, we, we good. Um, this is a supersized episode. Mm-hmm. What is your opinion on the current? Uh, season of Drag Race, right? Meow. Oh my God. Okay, well, I was saying, I am a Mistress Isabel Brooks rising, and oh. I am a Sasha Colby Moon. Okay. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. And an Anitra, you know, like third son or whatever. Word. <laughs> I I huge, that's Venus? the top three, right? That's my top three right there. On, I have a huge yeah. crush on Anitra. Oh my gosh. So He's yeah. so cute. Because so he reminds handsome. me of a friend of mine yeah. who I also had a crush on. Say the name. This is the call-out podcast. <laughs> Eric Douglas. Hi, Eric. Hope you're out there. Hey, what's up? I love that. I love Eric. He... I hooked up with a guy that looked like Eric Douglas. The boy from Midtown? What? The, the boy from Midtown? Yes. Oh. No. I'm like, you fucking Eric, too? <laughs> he looked like Eric. Oh. <laughs> Anitra looks like Eric Douglas. You didn't know that? Oh, no. I meant. The person I <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. Her person looked like that too. It it is a fun season of Drag Race. I do have to say, I'm having yeah. fun, and it's always fun to see queer people on television. My only gripe, I mean, we can gripe about it all day long. Of course, everybody knows, everybody is mad about the the cutting of the episodes, and I personally was very mad about. I want to see queer stories told on television. This is the biggest queer platform that we have currently on TV. Mm-hmm. We need to see these stories. Why are we taking 30 minutes out to, to share these stories? Because you guys, right. because we only get this hour to be queer. Down. And if you're in, outside of this hour of being queer, like, you're I mean, well, you know what? M- MTV, MTV reminds me of when uh, Noggin would go to the inn back yes! in the day. Back and in they're, like, they're like, this is your time to be gay. But when, but when midnight comes, everything going Wrap the fuck up. back to where Wrap it was. It up. No, midnight, Nick at night. Because yeah. they had three they're, stations. Right. They're like, we, we, we not Nick doing at night. This. It was a little bit more PG-13. Okay. <laughs> it was like, what was it? It was like, welcome to the inn. Yeah. And I was just like. Did y'all wow. watch Undressed? Yeah. Did, um, Speaking of. Pedro Pascal, he was a, he undressed. was a gay man on Undressed. Oh. He was on Undressed. He was a gay Twitter. man on Undressed. What? Yeah. There's like a. There's like a I love Pedro. I'll, no, I'll send you a video. We need a picture. Yes, please send me a video. Io currently Io currently works for DDS, uh, Durrell's Dick Hunting Service. <laughs> Not that. And what we what we do? I, said I do. Yeah, and what we do is you do, you don't get paid though. It's volunteer work. Um, <laughs> but what you do is non-profit. Non-profit. No, no, non-profit, girl. It's for, it's for the betterment of the community and we make sure to always hunt down celebrities uh, dick pics if we need them so I didn't say anything about yeah, yeah. so if you need uh, Jesse Williams recently great have you seen oh, that I saw swanging swanging I have, I have the video I can send it to you if you 
fight. Yeah, Ashley <laughs> recorded the video. I think that was a that was a purposeful leak. I think I think that was a mastermind. Well, it was the day the Tonys mm-hmm. came out. Yeah, y'all, mastermind y'all, ticket sale. And he won it by an inch. Not really. Mm-hmm. He won it, it by an inch. He lost. Oh. Oh. Stop. 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 Shit, them inches was inching, baby. Um, but Gerardo, I, I want it. No, I, no. Ashley and I sat there the other night, and we were salivating at not, not just him, but salivating. no, Michael B. Jordan. Ashley oh, was like, "What are we gonna like?" Ashley, like, what are we gonna do? watching Creed, right? Yeah, Ashley, like, how are we gonna get this? And I was like, "Girl, I don't know. Like, we gotta figure <laughs> hey, something auntie. out." Like, ooh. I do have another question. Yes, and you know, I mean, not for me, for so, you, bro. Um, we like to ask our guests, you know, do you have like a funny or like an embarrassing or a sexy, like sexy time story you would mm. like to divulge on the pod? <gasps> a funny, sexy story? Funny or like a, a crazy date or like. Oh my God, I'm going to get in trouble, but I'm going to say it. Yes! <laughs> okay, so back once upon, once upon in my day, I used to, I used to, you know. Get around with the boys. Okay. Before I was a married man. You know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, th- I may or may not have done some promiscuous things on an uptown A train <gasps> in broad daylight. 3 p.m. on the uptown A bay. Ooh. Oh my God! Yeah. At three p.m., she was getting some baby. afternoon delight. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I, you know, you, you, you sow your oats in the way that you have to, and you be wild in the sure. way that you have to. But you also gotta, you know, I, I got myself together real quick because Jarrah, <laughs> uh, we were actually talking about that. Me and Adam the other day. I was like, us gays, we're wild. Oh wow! Because wild. we, we over here advocating for rights. Gays shouldn't have them because we are, <laughs> because we are out of, we are literally out, out of control. pocket. Out of we will literally go out in the street. We could be walking home. I was telling him, I said, you could be walking home from the store, mm. pass a boy. Y'all look at each other. He's like, you want to hook up? Sure, come on to my house. I'm gonna go to your house. Like your whole trajectory can change by a hookup. Mm-hmm. Straight people can't oh, yeah. do that. It's too dangerous. It's no. for women. It's dangerous for us too, girl. No, no, I know, but like it's <laughs> yeah, but specifically women. women for, like it's yeah. too, we can't do. That. It's it's just so wild though. <laughs> like literally, I can be at the grocery store in an aisle shopping. A guy walk up beside me. Mm-hmm. He's like, "What's up?" And I'm like, "Nothing." He's hey, like, "You want, want to hook up?" I'm like, "Sure." And then I will put my groceries down mm-hmm. and go do it. So you were cruised on the train. I was cruised on the train. I was cruised on the downtown one. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was the same guy. Girl, probably, <laughs> probably <laughs> on the my way to work, and he was just like eyeballing me and like mm. you know doing what they do mm-hmm. and then he like came stood next to me and like pulled it out put it on my shoulder not the shoulder mm. yes, and i was just like what in the world is happening but you didn't move did you oh no where was everybody <laughs> else oh this was at like 11 30 at night it oh, was an empty train, train. Yeah. Oh, okay and see it just so happened my train was empty too so yeah. like, I would not M- have mine happened on any. the uptown one train uh i was coming uptown to the house and we were on the cart we were by ourselves we get off. No, actually, we were not by ourselves. He was cruising across, but there was a few people on there. We got off the train, and he was just like, hold on. So we stand at the end of the platform, and he's like, let's do what we do. And we mm-hmm. did what we had to do. And then we were on the platform, and I was like, the next train coming. He said, you better make it quick then. I was like, Ooh. Dumb, right. dumb 20-year-old. Dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Who, yeah, who said I was 20? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Nobody said he was 20. I ain't shit. I ain't never gonna be shit. I ain't changed at all. <laughs> you need help. I do need help. I've been trying to ask for it. I'm gonna pray for you. Pray for me. I'm trying to get out of doing now. So, Gerardo, before we let you go, two burning questions that we have for you. So, what in your mind, after everything that you said today, your beautiful article, what is the American dream for you? Oh my gosh. 
Oh my gosh! You weren't expecting that. You didn't. Know, you, didn't, you, didn't you didn't know we were hard hitting journalists. No we're, no, like Ta- we're like Tamar you. Braxton. We're journalists. The American no. journalists. The, fired. The, fired. Fired. The American dream is a dream of liberation. It's a dream of being free under the hell of capitalism. It is the dream of being able to live a life authentically, a, f- a life that is free from scarcity, a life that is free from want or fear. That is the dream. That made me want to kneel. Down. Thank you, Miss Texas. Thank you, thank you, Miss Texas. <laughs> no, that was beautiful. No, that's and FDR. it's really no, it, uh, really down. Work boots. Yeah, the second the second bill of rights is f- freedom of fear. It's freedom of of hmm. uh, truly scarcity, right. and that is a world that is possible, mm-hmm. and it is only possible if we come together and realize that corporate interests are not above the better good. Yeah. Un dia. Oh, yeah. If I have anything to do with it, which I will. I will vote for you. I'll campaign. That's right. I'm a great I admin th- assistant. I don't, think, I don't think I have the, 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 the chutzpah for it, but I definitely have, you know, I'll be right on there knocking on doors. You know, I would, yeah. Day and night. Because it's like you said, your story is mm-hmm. not singular. Yeah. And it needs to be told still. Mm-hmm. So I would, yeah, I would 100% campaign if you ever ran for something that's very sweet yeah and he means that because adam don't just put out his you know because time no because the only other person the only other person i've i've felt like that passionately about was like beto o'rourke yeah work you know it was just like i genuinely believe this person mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and well texas ain't shit so texas, texas ain't, shit, ain't yeah. never gonna and i'm a little shit. bit further <sighs> left than beto but i definitely oh, yeah, great. stand with work her. i stand with her yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's fine yeah uh and then i guess the final question with this being pride the podcast what does pride mean to you i feel like that kind of goes in tandem yeah yeah it is pride is love Mm -hmm. pride is accepting yourself and accepting your friends and knowing that you are enough you are enough to be who you are and you are enough to be loved and it's okay to be loved i was saying this to adam there a period comes into our life i think as we mature where we luckily hopefully come to the realization that i am enough and it is okay to be loved and Mm -hmm. we should all feel that that's right i love that and i love you you. this is truly this is what an honor to be surrounded by such strong amazing people of color and Mm. it it is nothing but a joy and an honor to be in this room with you all oh likewise Ashley, uh, <laughs> Ashley, I trust your friend picking skills. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you. That's a really high compliment from me. Ask Darrell. It's a Texas thing. I wish you could ask me, but don't. you don't really trust my friend picking because you don't like any of the people outside the people in this room. That's why you were cussing at me just in the earlier. In the I podcast. stay cussing at Io about something. I, I I cuss Io out at least once a week. I just be rep- I do. I'd be like Io, stop, and she's like, okay, you're right. <laughs> like, and, and listen, and I know you mean it because you don't back down from nobody. You say. Like, all right, you, you, I was tripping. I was like, yes. Okay, me. girl, we've taken up enough of your time. We have. We have. See, this I is what happens. You, you know what? Come back with us and Please. let's do a whole episode so Please. we can talk about hot mm-hmm. topics and call out some more peep booty booties. Yeah, I'm ready. Peep booty booties. Yeah. Rock it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, tell us where we can find you on social. Please, we yes. can Where people can read your piece for Medium. Yes. I'd be very honored if anybody took the... A, seven minutes out of their day to take to to read my story but you can find it on my instagram which is instagram forward slash gerardo vallejo which is g-e-r-a-r-d-o-v-a-l-l-e-j-o 
Oh, the way you said that. Though. I can listen to you uh. speak all day long. <laughs> wow. 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 It's in his bio. It's in the bio. It's in the bio. Yeah, you can find it in the bio. Mm-hmm. Love you. Well, Gerardo, thank you so, so much for and coming for- in peeking. It's been so long. I'm so glad that we got to do this. Truly. In person. Yeah. <sighs> Let me cook this you all great. food one of these days. <gasps> Hell yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Please and no, thank you. Jerome knows I can. No, mm-hmm. I do know you can. Honestly, when, yes. you cook, when you cook them sweet potatoes, I wanted to marry you then. No, 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 no. no. That was that. Listen, I have to, I have that, to call out. I have to, I have to make one little quick thing. Yeah. So Gerardo knows, as Gerardo knows, I was in love with Gerardo for years. And I, I tried I try shooting my shot every other time. He's like, oh, baby. And I was like, no, Gerardo. I said, like, we have the same birthday. You love me. You cook. And he's just like, I do love you. But mm. I was like, okay. I was a, I was a taken man all those times, that we I were know. ships in the night. We, we never, were ships. We never crossed. We our, never crossed. Our paths were not but you cross. know what? Our friendship is the true ship. Okay. <laughs> and that's the <laughs> way to God. end the fucking episode, man. That's this a man. This episode. Wow. That was brought to you by Hallmark. <laughs> Thank you, Hallmark. <laughs> Thank you, Hallmark. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Mahog- yes, mahogany. Let's go get a drink. I know. Everyone, yes, go refill your drinks and we'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. That was just. I love him. (laughs) I love him, and I'm glad that I publicly got to tell him I love him on air. Yes, I'm glad you did that. Yes, so I can get those feelings out. (laughs) Um, You know, it didn't go the way I wanted it, but it went the way it should. How about that? There you go. (laughs) It went the way it should. Growth. You know what that's called? Growth. You know? Um, Wow, he's quite the man. She is a kept woman. She she is a kept woman, but what a a woman she is. She's gorgeous. Um, Great. Moving on. Yeah. Thank you again, Gerardo, for coming and kicking with us. Yes. Yes. Our first in-studio guest. Like, mm, couldn't have been better. It couldn't have been. Chef's kiss. It was delicious. Anyway, what else is going on? <laughs> um, well, I just want everyone to go s- check out Slick Chicks, uh, which, again, we had Helia Mohammedan on our podcast. It is accessible apparel designed for diverse bodies. There may be roaches out there that are saying things <laughs> about uh-huh. um, about women who, you know, we should not be taking pictures of women in wheelchairs because we're too woke and we're too inclusive and the inclusivity sucks, says roaches. And I just want to say to not give that person... A that thing any type of um you said it right first a roach yeah a roach. Any, any type of you know platform i just want you guys please go check out slick chicks you can follow them on instagram they are there for women uh that you know mm-hmm. are disabled that are diverse that are different mm-hmm. body sizes and i think that's what we need to say i'm gonna just also point out that that person i'm gonna call all the way back to the beginning of the episode yeah that person is not rancid milk that person uh-huh it's like the cow has salmonella and like no. Yeah, no, you ain't wrong. You're not wrong. And the milk never came and out the right. The milk never <laughs> came out right. Never came out right. So it was spoiled from the get go. Yeah, gotcha. it's, it's it's trash. So you know, and and women, you know, what I want to say is, it, with it being Women's Month, we still want to make sure we're celebrating and uplifting women, and it's just heartbreaking to see other women putting down right. other women. But shout out to Kim Kardashian for being inclusive. For stealing well. Helia, yeah. Hela's um, yeah. I signs, yeah. right? That, what's kind of what happened. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> we take the wins where we can get them. <laughs> yeah, we, we do. We Allegedly. Anything Allegedly. Kim I don't want to be sued. Is anything Kim does a win for us? <laughs> uh, 
I mean, it's definitely a roundabout me checking way. my wallet and being like, oh, shit, that bitch stole my dollar again. <laughs> she, Speaking of. I mean, I y'all found, do have the same. Never mind. I, I found $10 at work. Oh, wow. It was mine. I lost $10 at your job, just like I did in your room. You say, yeah, so you owe me $10. Yeah, send, send me, send, hey, hey, send that. <laughs> oh, my. Never mind. You didn't pay for the weed. I forgot. Ah, nigga. It just dropped. Oh, it just man. dawned on me. Uh, well, anyway, um, <laughs> he ain't text me, so I don't give a fuck. What was I gonna say? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah, the NCAA tournament is still happening. Yes, give it's, us our, our yes. sports update. It's, 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 it is heating we're up. Uh, we're in the round of Sweet 16 right now. We're determining the Elite Eight. As of now, LSU women have advanced. Um, is that who you're going for overall? No. I'm I mean, going for the Gamecocks. I'm going for the Gamecocks. Okay. Obviously, I always want them go for the Gamecocks. Otherwise, my mom's gonna come for you. <laughs> but, but I would love to see LSU in the finals with them. Okay. For a good um, game. For a great game. Yeah. yeah. They've played once before. South Carolina took it, so it would be great to see him back. Like you know, Why see don't what you happens. Go to the game. Can Adam? I ask a stupid girl? Question? Where in Dallas? It's All not right, Isn't it coming to San Antonio? When it does, you should come. What? The NCAA. It's going to Dallas. Oh, it's not coming to San Antonio. No, it's in Dallas. No, I'm saying like I thought that I heard that in the future it's going to San Antonio. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Oh, you mean just in like an NCAA game? Yeah. Yes. Oh, and, uh, not oh, yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. I mean, it's almost over. Right, right. Well, almost- I walked by one because the men's is still is also going on, but oh, you were talking about the woods. That's what I was going to ask. East yeah, Conference the- played here, so Kansas State against um, Michigan State, which was a really really great game. Uh, they were at MSG. You should do something. And I thought I stopped by and I was like, well, you already know my mom yeah. goes every year. So mm-hmm. you, you can partner up and do that. I mean, I think like, you should when you do that go. for yourself. I mean, you have wanted to. I remember even in college, you have wanted to like tailgate and do those kind of things like for football and stuff. So like you should yeah. go to a basketball game and do that. Yeah, um, for sure. So before we go, I just want to say uh, rest in peace to. Uh, Walter W. Cole, also known as Darcel, which was the oldest living drag queen, um, passed away at the beautiful age of 92. Wow. Um, was the subject a of an Emmy-winning documentary. Cheers. We, cheers. we cheers to that. We People stand on your shoulders. You know, it's like, you know, we, we always try to think of, oh, you know, RuPaul and, yes, RuPaul definitely has opened doors, but you think about these old queens. The same thing as, you know, the trans, the trans people of color and the drag queens who we're at Stonewall. You know, we stand on these mm-hmm. people's shoulders, so our podcast would not exist without people like you. So True. we love Amen. you, and we send all the energy to your family and friends, and we hope you are flying high, Darcel. Work. Rest in power, queen. Yes. And also want to wish a very blessed Ramadan to those who are celebrating, all our friends out there. Yes. yes. <sighs> I, I learned like what is going on with that and i'm like bitch i can't fast for the whole day yeah adam can you also do you know how to make butter chicken <laughs> uh no learn. but i guess yeah i guess i could learn. okay great yeah, you're gonna you, learn it's great actually very Perfect. simple i mean you yeah sh- you should learn it for a multitude of reasons but for me particularly because i want it and i feel like it's gonna be great because i really i really want it. i used can to I love- ask a question what how come you can't cook it because i like oh. i because I, I like to eat food made from love from my friends <laughs> so your food's not made from love it is made from love but it's also made very quick and sparse love it's, it's, it's self-love <laughs> kind of like masturbating it's like, it, hell yeah. yeah it's better with a partner <laughs> <laughs> if you can't be an athlete be an athletic supporter <laughs> you are so 
fucking stupid. <laughs> Y'all, we have got to end this episode. We have had an cut amazing. Up. We've cut up. We've had such a good time today. Thank you so much, Gerardo, for joining us. We love you. Please, guys, go follow him on social media. My name is I am Darrell Anthony on Instagram, Darrell Anthony on Twitter. My Twitter is safe-ish for work because I've like put everything in my list. But if you need any um, recommendations or the services of DDS, call me or my assistant, Io. Uh, <laughs> is Io your assistant? She's yes. not. She is. I, I, she absolutely Her resigned. EA. <laughs> I can't. Anyways, you can find me, Ashley, at Ashley Aaron M on all social media. And I am continually trying to post more, but always positive things. So, and I'm it. Adam Andrew Rios. You can find me at Boxed Wine Poppy with a zero <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. My Twitter is not safe for work at all. And follow <laughs> Mr. <all>. Brayden Bradley <laughs> on all social media platforms except for, if I can say it like him, except for Facebook because it's owned by Russia. <laughs> yes. Instagram is <laughs> owned by Facebook. So, what that mean? Brayden don't know that, but you know, he, you'll, you'll, I'm sure you'll educate him next podcast. I- I'm going to say it. My name is Bennett. No, I ain't in it. No, actually, I'm the fabulous spinster on both Twitter and Instagram. And I have never been on Facebook. I'm super proud of that, actually. Work. Yeah. yeah. Do you have like, like is, is your Twitter safe for work or no? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wait till I send you a couple things. Oh I, listen, I told you, y'all mm. have a different Twitter than us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely no, do. 100%. But, anyways. Uh, Thank we'll you for joining you us for another episode. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.